Yeah, we're back again. Another awesome week of sports. Uh, this is your boy CJ, the X Factor. This is the experts on the Solid Network. Uh, here with what, what you is this week? Hi, Sanzo always, bro. Sanzo always. Daddy Sans. And, and you. Uh, <laughs> let's start off from the bottom and uh, work our way up. Um... Starting off, let's not start with NBA, let's not start with college. Let's drop all the way down to high school basketball. What you got in high school? I see they got, I mean, I don't know why guys hate on the ball family so much. Must be because dads who they have silence. I ain't had nothing for months. But LaMelo, LaMelo is doing big things in high school basketball. LaMelo dunking on guys. Uh, taking over games, hitting three-pointers and fellas' face, going for 30, 40 points in regulation. Like, this ain't that Bush League thing with his daddy trying to start up. He, like, legit in uh, the league. So, like, his pro- what, what, is, what do you think about his, his prospects of going to NCAA? Because remember, they were saying they wasn't doing that first. Yeah. But now it looks like they don't have that option. Because that Lithuania foolishness they did obviously didn't work out for Jello. No, no. definitely <laughs> ain't work out for him. He ain't even get drafted. What? So, sending LaMelo over there, I don't think you, like, he realizes that you ain't gonna get the exposure. Like, only guys like Luka Doncic and stuff who, like, top, top, top number one could get back into the US and say NBA. But if you ain't top two or three in Europe, they ain't even gonna look at no. you. So, What's going on? I think I think well, first off, right, I could say Lavar, right, is he's he's a genius. Not necessarily that all his decisions he made was right. Cause he made some dumb decisions. As what you said just now with the flicking European wide, not all, not every European league is equal. That's the next thing. So while a guy like Luca or maybe when back when Rubio was German or whatever was playing in the top European league. Sheldon was playing and flicking high school gyms, high school gyms, pop down gyms. You know, NBA Scott really going out their way to see them play. However, I could say he's a smart Levi man. He's a smart dude because, like, he had a backup plan. Like, he was able to get LaMelo back in high school, and LaMelo still could play college ball because he already claimed that he never paid LaMelo anything to play um, Lamelo was never paid anything to play in Lithuania. Like all the money that they made, Lavar kept himself. Which was obvious, right? So, therefore, a college can't say, "But I, um, he get paid." They can only say, "Well, hey, well, if Lavar kept the money himself, then he's still eligible to play college basketball." It's funny to me though, because when Lamelo the transfer, is so much schools saying, "But we ain't playing against this," but he. Played professional basketball. And it's funny to me because, like, boy, this boy 17, all y'all play 17, 18. Why y'all so scared to play against him? Like, I understand he played professional or whatever the case may be, but that was no real league. Why y'all so scared? Like, all the old kill them was pulling out against games to play against him. I thought that was, that was funny to me. But I do think LaMelo, if he goes to college next year, I think he will. I think he have a good chance of, of, of becoming a good draft pick because he looks like a much better player. Definitely taller, and he looks more natural than Lonzo. A lot more natural. Lonzo, to me, is is still fine his way. Still think Lonzo could be a good player, but Lamelo got a more natural feel for the game. Jello ain't, ain't a name of him. Uh, what they don't say, uh, uh, Laval already said he is not sending them to UCLA. Definitely not. What they did to Jello, I don't know what they do to Jello. Um, Jello trying to say he he. They bench Jello and blah blah blah. What Jello do himself? He just wasn't good enough to start. Yeah. that's just simple. But, and that's um, just and that's just facts. I uh, I don't see him going to UCLA, of course. But I don't also I also don't see him going to like someplace like Duke. I no. don't see him going to because they don't want the drama. Like it's one thing with having a hype, like how um, Zion had the hype, and you bringing in someone like that. Compared to someone, he has he, he could play ball, but you don't want that drama behind it. That's almost like how people stay away from the Kardashians or stay away from certain people or how they trying to stay away from Kaepernick and stuff like that. Like that 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 that, that Va- Lavar background image, 
you don't want that, especially at the college level. You don't, you don't, you don't want that. No, I don't think no top rec- no top schools could, could could recruit him. And yeah, I mean, I think he could go to a school probably where he could just shoot a ball the ball for one year. Yeah, that's another thing. And and that's the next thing. But all the stuff I believe it hurts his development somewhat because it's like, boy, I don't know what he could play at the next level. People no. are saying he's six six or six five. I don't know. But if you play in point guard and you just coming up court, jocking up all type of shots, you ain't Westbrook. So that's the only boy who really could get away with it in the NBA. So if you just doing that, just coming up, just jocking up all type of shots, people ain't really be interested in playing with you. In addition to that drama, at least with Lonzo, Lonzo have a humble attitude. So people like Lonzo, humble attitude, despite his father making all type of noise. But Mel, uh, Melo, he, 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 he seemed a little bit more cocky. Sort of like he died, which is good. But I just think he need to be in a situation where he'll learn the game a little bit more. But he got the talent, though. He, he have the talent. Um, Yeah, he got to, he just got to, he just got to, <laughs> he just got to humble himself a little bit more and realize, but you're not there yet. Like, don't mind what about him saying, ain't nothing guaranteed. You had guys who um, in high school was on the same level of LeBron and Carmelo and stuff like that. And they didn't make it. They even have documentaries of that. So you still two, three years away from the NBA. Don't take nothing for granted. Don't mind the hype. Until you get there and sign that contract, don't, don't, don't let that swell your head up. Look at Jello. Levar was saying, okay, his three sons is gonna make it. <laughs> Jello, Jello's a fan. Nah, he's a, he, he probably gonna hey, be listen. a little assistant coach someplace. Levar, but that one, that that but over. I think he was really trying to hype up his sons because I remember he had an interview on the Breakfast Club. I'll never forget this, and he was like, they was like, um, what do you think of Jello's chance of making? I think this is right after Jello did steal. And he was like, out of all my sons, I think Jello is least likely to make it to the NBA. But that's fine, because he'll be he'll he'll have money anyway. Yeah, I guess so. So so all of our looking at is but as long as my family's straight, I straight. But I mean, Jello might have wanna make it to the league. I don't that's, know. That's the goal. Yeah. Talking speaking to someone who 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 about to get straight. Um this Duke team. We got Zion, RJ. Cam Reddish, Trey Jones. This Duke team right now <clears throat> could rival the, that, that old Michigan team with Chris Webber and Jalen Rose and all those guys. Because, wait, I watched them, and I just watched them live. These guys putting on a show. And he, they have, they legit just have Zion to the top in a zone to tip away passes. Like, Zion don't even play Eventually. They just put him to the top to guide the ball handler. So this is your 6'8", 285 power forward. At the top of your three-two zone, Garden, a six foot, six foot one, six foot two, one hundred and sixty-five, one hundred and eighty-five pound point guard, and he getting steals. He leading, he like lead. he tipping old balls and dunking on these little guys. I think he leading the team in steals and all too. He leading the team in steals, and dunks, blocks, blocks rebounds. rebounds. Like Zion, at first people were saying, okay, he's just a YouTube sensation and he isn't that good. He only could dunk, but boy. This boy showing, he, he more than just a dunk. But now the dunk's still there. It's still flashy. But the only thing, I, the only weakness I see this game right now is the three-point shot. Yeah. Because even at, at looking at this guy, NBA players, I feel, will have a problem muscling them, him up. And that's scary to say for an 18-year-old guy. He got mind strength, but a nigga 285. Even if he's in the NBA right now, he would be one of the heaviest players in the exactly. league. And his body fat percentage is low. So when you got a guy that heavy, but it's not fat, that means that's pure muscle on the young man. I, I think he could, <laughs> if he's in the NBA right now and he's playing appropriate minutes, I think he'd average a double-double. He would. He And it wouldn't be no 10 and 10. It, it might have been like one. He could put up 18 and 8, 12. 18, 11 or something like that. But this nigga is a man child, boy. And he got body control. He dare big, but he got body control where he could take you off a dribble from anywhere on the court and still finish. He he bigger than everybody else. He way he, if he come in the NBA, he might be the best athlete in the NBA as soon as he step yeah. on the floor. And he quick. He ain't slow. So, boy, you have a dude who bigger than everybody else in the league and might be the best athlete. And and people actually think that he shouldn't be the number one pick. Like that don't even make no sense to me. Like. Watching Duke play, 
And I said this from when I saw them play in the summer, when they play in that Canadian vibe or whatever. I said, but these dudes are too good for college. And this could put some real pressure maybe on the NBA to try to get this one and done rule in order. Yeah, because these guys don't don't need to go to college. They're Obviously. Too good. Zion needs to be paid this year because the show he putting on, he can't be putting this on for free. Like, uh, this, this, like, but Zion right now, like I say, in the NBA, and he, like I say, he ain't slow. Like, this guy is is run down, point guards, and slap the ball off the glass. We is be all, well, not we. The media is be all in a frenzy when LeBron does it. But LeBron is like 20 pounds lighter, 30 pounds lighter than Zion. So, like, if this guy is 6'8", 285, doing that, why why isn't he in the NBA? Like, why? I don't care if he's 18. I don't care if he's 16. I don't care if he's 12. If you 6'8", 285, and you got the athletic ability like this, like, come on, bro. So you think you think they could beat an NBA team right now? That's the word going around. You think they could beat Cleveland, Brooklyn. They'd beat Phoenix. They could beat They'd beat Phoenix, but they'd beat Phoenix. No, but Devin Booker. No, let's let's let's. All right, let's Devin, Buc- Devin Booker. Devin would be Booker a, and Aiden. He, he would be the best. Well, okay, <laughs> Devin Booker and Aiden. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Don't run on. I mean, but hold on. But hold Phoenix on. might be dead in the NBA, but in this game, but Devin they'd Booker, be Cleveland. Aiden, Josh Jackson. But listen, they'll be Cleveland. <laughs> they'll be Cleveland. You're right. They'll be Cleveland. Um, <laughs> they'll be Cleveland and Brooklyn. They'll they'll definitely be Cleveland. That's so for sure. I give them. They could beat at least two, maybe three NBA teams. I I think. But they'd have to play a starting five old game. That's that, and that's the problem. That's why people are saying, okay, oh, you gotta respect the NBA players. Cause see, the NBA players got fellas on their bench. Who was the college players? Awesome college players yeah. and awesome high school players. So they might be a little deeper when Zion and Cam got gotta take a rest on the bench. Cause Duke bench, I don't even know these guys. Here. No, I, they have about two to three good players, but the rest of them. But they come, they come just for the show, like everybody else. The, the, the reality is, five players at most from Duke would, would make the NBA. So oh, definitely. So you got to play them five the whole game because I think they got a center. I can't remember what he named, but he's be blocking all type of shots in there. Bolden. Yeah. He was there. He he, he a freshman. He was there. He's from, there. Uh, this but this he should be in his um sophomore. He he nice no, or or junior season. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he got to leave maybe in. And the first round, second round, maybe. Probably nice. second round. He, he he was there when Harry Giles was there. And I also wanted Harry Giles to stay because that's what happens when you leave too early. Like, you got guys like Zion who who, who shouldn't be who in shouldn't college. Go at all. And then you got guys who ride the college hype because Harry Giles went to Duke. He was number one, but he just ain't NBA ready. He had two knee procedures. Um, He's still dealing with knee problems now and then. Be like, I guess he hurry up, went in. So just in case, like, them knees didn't hold up, but Harry Jazz should have stayed one more year. Hopefully, Billy Stock and B.E. would have been probably the number one pick or two pick last year. But He would have been a good pick. I, I, think, I, think team, I, mean, I mean, that money, obviously, automatic. And then with him, too, he probably thought, like, boy, this might be a risk if I stay here and I don't. Yeah, because he injury prone. Yeah, you know what I said? And that's why I understand why Porter came out, even though I didn't want Porter to come out. Porter missed just about down there the whole year. But, but if Porter didn't, Porter missing the, the this season right now, if he was in college and still flicking missing this season, but he would have dropped, he might have not even get dropped in the first round. Yeah, niggas might have just say, but you know, it's be a risk. It's be a risk, especially when you're playing for free. That's why that's another topic you gotta deal with. The whole college basketball playing for free thing, you risking guys' future, risking guys' careers. That ain't that ain't fair. You got guys sitting up in these offices and stuff, don't do nothing. They don't do the recruiting, they don't do the practicing, they don't do nothing with these guys. But they collecting all the big dollars just for what? Cause oh, I went there as alumni, so. Like, like, who getting all this money? College basketball brings in billions of dollars. So, like, why can't you play your players even a regular salary, a, a basic salary? But well, they just get under-the-table deals. Yeah, but that's but, only for the top stars. But that's the you top stars. You ain't no under-the-table deal to the niggas <laughs> on the bench averaging no. four minutes and 1.5 no. blocks. I mean, no. 1.5 points and stuff like that. And then you still got, like you say, you still got niggas on who's saying, but I flicking... They got my jersey on sale. They got my t- uh, flicking game on TV, and I can't even get a flicking plate to eat. Exactly. 
So that's that's why I don't like give me meal meal program. Yeah, I don't like that about the college basketball pipeline. That's just flip, that's <laughs> effort. Um, heading up one more step before we get to the NBA. Uh, congratulations, Derek Fisher. He is just named <laughs> NBA, not the NBA, WNBA. Sparks, Los Angeles Sparks. That's their new coach, Derek Fisher. Um, we know him from the Lakers, and we know that Magic Johnson owns the Sparks and has shares in the Lakers. So it was more of a family thing. I mean, I guess he was the best coach on the market, but I don't think Derek would have gone to the WNBA. You really think he wanted to go to WNBA now? If it wasn't for Magic. He just needed to get his rep back up and whatever because he was in some tough situations in the NBA. Get his rep back up and all things, and probably after this gig, because the Sparks are the top is a top three team. He probably go down there, win one, two, three championships, and then bounce back to the NBA. It's it's wrapping the toilet right now, but I mean, but that nigga. And if it don't work yeah. out for Luke, Derek might be the the Lakers hold next on, coach. Hold on, now. you think Magic can make <laughs> Derek? I think with them, but they don't play right. Whoever's the next Laker coach, it could be an old Laker. I not I could agree with that, right? Because as you could see, last two coaches, Brian Scott, Luke Walton. Right. Whoever the next coach is, I agree they will be another Laker. Magic basically then sign, seal, and deliver that. Yeah. But Derek Fisher, I mean, I I glad he get a next chance. I think he did get an unfair shot based on the Matt Barnes situation. That ain't got nothing to do with coaching. That's he personal life. If he wanna get knocked out over a gal, that's on him, but you say I don't understand why people made it like uh like the NBA's have this thing. Any little scandal. And they could, and you could easily be blackballed, but yeah, that's no, why no. that's what I don't like about the NBA. Any little thing pop up in the nose. I don't he, even think it's the NBA. I just think it's sports in general. Like, well, sports in general. It's too. like they they like everybody is one play perfect when it's someone else. Oh, oh, uh, uh, he cheats on his wife, and then like like J Cole say, when you cut the commercial, the same reporter who, who reporting that you cheats on your wife and you're a bad guy. He texting all these side gals when you cut the camera. You just seeing so, so like you can't. I don't like how they. How they like? If it's not a, I agree with the criminal offenses. Like if you, if you knock out someone, then yeah, yeah. If you knock out a girl, knock out a girl, you sure, pushing drugs or attempted murder, like Brandon Brown and all that foolishness. Cool, but come on now, these little domestic problems. Oh, she cheating and oh, I this one wife and that one. No, no, come on, now. that's a domestic dispute. But I glad to see him get a next job. I didn't thought. His shorts didn't really have the next. I didn't thought he was a bad coach. I thought he was he was decent and he's just learning or whatever. So hopefully with the sparks, like you say, maybe he get one or two rings, build up his reputation again. People always did admire him or respect him as a player. Yeah, he will respect him. So build up his rep again. I sure you'll get an extra job coming to the NBA. Sure that. Um so Yeah, speaking of the NBA, we got a big game tonight. Um two of the top in the East. We got Toronto versus Philly. Nah, that's going to be a big game. And they hyping it more than just basketball. They got the whole Toronto Drake thing against Meek Mill Philly thing going on, trying to you know, put the little beef in it, but that has been squashed. But we're looking at Kawhi versus Jimmy Butler slash Embiid slash Simmons. And even though it's basically Kawhi and the crew, Everybody look like they forget about Larry. But it's Kawhi and the crew versus the Sixers. It's like, wait, Kawhi has gone to the Eastern Conference and take taken over the Eastern Conference. Like, everybody had the Eastern Conference locked down for the be Giannis League. Like, everybody thought Giannis was going to run the Eastern Conference, win MVP. Everybody had him. I think he had the highest odds to win MVP at the beginning of the season. And then all of a sudden, uh, Kawhi comes, Jimmy Butler comes, like, <laughs> it's like, what happened? I mean, with, with Kawhi, um, with Kawhi coming to the East start and LeBron leaving. So you can't forget that. LeBron leave, Kawhi come East, automatically up for grabs. Toronto was always a good team, but Kawhi just had that different element. Yeah, Kawhi brings, he has a different nature than DeRozan. Exactly. DeRozan has that flashy, I want show off type thing. Kawhi has that... Big man, we can get steals, rebounds, and buckets. And that's who you're about. Win, and we can win games. We can win games. So I think with Toronto, and you can see it even in the players, like they just feel as if they way more confident that they have someone who they could count on to win the game for them. I don't know if they felt that way about DeRozan. I doubt it. 
But with Kawhi there, is you could feel confident that um play if I put if we out there and we got that boy on our team, but we got a good chance of winning. But Philly on the other hand, Philly boy, I mean Jimmy Butler been flicking balling since the straight up and like he he yeah. get him he get him a closer. He has a point to prove. That's like like you had realized guys was figuring well, not guys. The whole situation with went down in Minnesota, that was just proof that, listen, he ain't about that life. Like, he ain't into that mediocrity. Like, you know, when you got you got one of the top centers in the league who could potentially, at this point, Carl Anitan should be the best center in the league. He should be. It's nothing holding him back at this point. You're injury-free or you have minor injuries. You have a team that is feeding you and you have a good coach a defensive-minded coach, like, you should be at this point, Boogie injured. You, the only competition you really have in the league right now is Embiid. And Embiid is mash him right down. So, like, <laughs> why isn't Carl Anthony Downs the best center in the league? Secondly, you got Wiggins, a former number one pick. You traded for him. You traded the best power forward to ever, well, I lied. They had Kevin Garnett. But you had a, <laughs> you had a big name power forward at that time in his prime. You traded her in his prime, Kevin Love, who was averaging 25 points and 15 rebounds for this kid. And Wiggins ain't show me nothing yet. The guy just there. And then on top of that, you got guys like Derrick Rose coming back, dropping 50 points on in- Derek off Rose, injury. Rose look good. Like, if Rose got to come there and Rose drop 50 good. points to save y'all, but that was a team I don't want to be on in 2018. This ain't 2011 no more. I don't need Rose got to score 50 points for us to win. So, like, hey, Jimmy Butler had to do what he had to do. But this culture, what Philly has, is almost like, okay, number one, we in an easier to, uh, conference. He ain't got to deal with that. Because um, Minnesota ain't going to win the West. You, you know, that's a dogfight. Now he in the East, you with Philly. You automatically basically a number two, three seed. You have home court advantage. You have an easier route to the finals. Once you get to the finals, it's a punch out. We could see what happens when Steph isn't on the court with Golden State. If something happens in the playoffs, who knows how the finals could look. You might end up bucking a, a weak Lakers team, an injured Houston team. You don't know. And then, um, I mean, but that, that, that West, that's a dogfight out there, though. That's a real dogfight in the West, honestly. Um, who, who do you think could emerge? Because we know Golden State could be that down at Yale. But like you say, injuries, if Steph miss um, a series or whatever, they vulnerable. Who do you think could, like, really put forth a challenge um, in that event? Because I don't think it could be uh, Houston this year. No, no, no. Houston and yeah. messed themselves up fooling around with Melo, and they letting go all their defensive wings. You you can't let go of Reza and all those guys and expect to, like, win just shooting up a bunch of three-pointers because they ain't go every night. But besides Houston, um, San Antonio doesn't have it this year. Lamarcus Aldridge, no, just complacent. The Rosen, like I say, won't play flashy ball, shoot a bunch of long tools, which is the lowest percentage shot in the NBA. I rather you shoot a three than a sixteen foot two. If you can shoot a two, get to the rim. Like, don't give me them bunch of long tools. And plus, Paul was all injured, so like, I don't see it happening in San Antonio. Um, Dallas negative. Nope. New Orleans, too. It's too much for Anthony Davis to carry. No, you can't carry that team. By so, boy, in the West, it's either it looked like it could be that Pacific Division. If you look at it, by the Lakers have a pretty good chance I did of getting that. to the yeah. playoffs and making some noise. Maybe even the second round, because they could beat Portland. Even though Portland has more stars, that LeBron factor is a big factor when you add him in the mix of them four young guys, and then you got Javale McGee playing like an All Star. JaVale McGee? He playing he playing really good. I mean, I think, all right. Lakers, honestly, right? I'm a clown and get off, right? But they they have a good chance of actually making it to 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 Not the finals. No, not the finals. I can stupid like that, but come on. The Western Conference Mats. They have a good chance of making it to the Western Conference Mats. Seriously, <laughs> who are the team you could put there with them? But OKZ? Okay, okay, okay. My bad, OKC look good. Okay, see can match up with them. Okay, see look good. I don't that way. The West is a dog fight. But where it's so tight, so tight, so tight. Like, they have right now, I think the West of top seven teams are within two games of each other. So, like, that's how tight it is. So, there's no head and shoulders. But, see, the thing is, Golden State is still head and shoulders above. Above everybody else. Golden State is number one. 
and people forget they still get the Marcus Cousin. I don't think people that's yeah, still ain't clicking. People are probably because they hasn't seen him on the court. That's still ain't clicking in their know. head yet. That cousins can come and be a problem in there. He 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 could he could be a problem. I even forget the other. That's the next thing. I mean, I I wonder how they could work him back in though. See the best thing, not I mean I can't say best because it's not. I don't wish injury on people, but the best thing that could happen to Golden State is he's coming off an injury, so he is not coming to look to be the twenty eight and. 12 guy he was in Sacramento yeah he, he just coming to fit he's in he's coming there to get his legs back on them cause he hasn't played yeah. ball in a year or so so he trying to get his legs back yeah. he, he just wants to rebound uh, pick and roll get some little lobs here and there but he wanna play an easy smooth and this is the best opportunity for him to just have a team that could carry the load yeah. and I could just come back and, and roll in I think yeah he just wanna get it on is win on them. Get in shape. Secure that next contract. Yeah. Of course. Because uh, I don't care what people say. He, right. not dis- he didn't have to play for the year and he's still going to get a good contract this summer. Yeah. And definitely, he won that. Um, what do you think about... So, Katie made some comments today, right? What do you think about Katie's comments and his comments? Weak. It, it wasn't necessarily towards LeBron. Weak. Right? But he's like, the media covers LeBron... Um, too much, and it makes the environment where LeBron plays toxic. But my 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 and problem with this NBA today is like it's so it's so weak when it comes to rivalries. But like, Katie, you you supposed to be number two, fighting for number one in the league, right? And the first thing you can say is, oh, uh, the 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 pressure around LeBron is is too 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 big. That means if he's number one, and you you scared of the pressure around him. You ain't gonna ever be number one because you can feel like they can be attacking you next. So, like, it's almost like I see why Rasper got that little cupcake thing going on with him. Like, it's almost like Katie scared of the big stage. Because even when he left OKC, why you can go to the team that you had down 3 1? They beat you. Steph put big shots in your head to, to beat you in that game seven. If you look back at that game by Steph, was shooting over Durant for them couple yeah, of big he, three pointers he, to close that out. No, he, he nailed talking them, shimmying on their home court and everything. He nailed them down. And you can tell me that's the team you can pick to go to in, in the summer. Come on, bro. But Katie, like he, what he said today, I felt he was telling the truth, but it just don't sound right coming from him. Exactly, he was the answer and he was lying. Yeah, he's telling the absolute truth. But but it shouldn't come out of your yeah, mouth. As LeBron, supposed LeBron best rival. Yeah, it just, it really don't sound right coming Because it him. shows a, a, a sign of fear. Yeah. That's like, uh, like how the days be like um, building up this um, Mayweather situation. If you get in a box against Mayweather, that's like saying, oh, um, um, I want to fight against Mayweather, but it is really be too too much people watching and too much publicity around. Yeah, it. but it's like. Bro, they who pay your bills. It's like. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to, I, I, I wanted to give him a blight because you know oh us, 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 Katie, right? But, but you gotta stop that. as a baller though, like exactly as a baller, you, you shouldn't be concerned about all that. But it, it really made me believe that he wouldn't go play with LeBron for real because he, I think he recognizes that, but he just can't handle that pressure around LeBron. And my whole thing is, boy, if you can't handle that pressure around LeBron, and you so sensitive to everything. Maybe you just need to stay in Golden State. I mean, because... The thing is... Where you ever you go, that's what could happen, boy. That's he, the media could swarm you. That's what happens. The funny thing with KD is... You see what he's saying? He's that type of player where he can say that crap now in December and still end up go to the LA. Just with, you know, that's just the type of person he is. But I don't man. think that nigga so, can handle LA, though. I don't think so, neither. But he's just so weird like that. Like, I, it's that whole... Soft guy, tough guy for Sony he puts on. Like one minute, oh, I can't deal with this. Oh, it's too big. Oh, I, I don't iron into all that. Then the next minute, oh, I could, I could take over the team. Oh, I, I'm, I'm the best player in the world. I feel like I'm like what? Like that, come on, that, bro. I don't think that big around LA, but like, what's going on with you? Like, I honestly, like, I, I think I see people saying the Clippers, right? I think the Clippers would probably be the best destination for that nigga because you. Obviously, he have a flicking love obsession with LeBron. If you can't play with LeBron, but you could play in the same market, I think you, you would be able to compete head to head. Y'all would be in the news together, although y'all wouldn't be in the same team. I think after watching Katie the last couple of weeks without Steph, 
they wasn't winning much games, but Katie Stotts was was pretty good. I think that's the problem, right there. I think, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course that's the problem, right? But I think his stats was 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 pretty good. I think um, he would do. I think he would probably enjoy playing on a team where he would just beat a man. I honestly do think he'd enjoy that. But I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if he built for that mentally, but I I don't know. But he's he, the way he's carrying on. Like I say, just a little weird, a little weird to me. So I don't I don't know if he built for that. But I I think he would benefit from playing. Um, in a market by himself. That's why I really feel it would. To me, it can't be the Clippers too. I, it's like the Clippers just have a poor organization. They just come to New York, dog. Like look at if you look at it, but the Clippers. All right. Kobe, Kobe, the, the whole Lakers dynasty thing was over after 2010. 2011, we still made the playoffs. We got beat by Dallas. 2012 was the whole, okay, it's the Clippers time now. They're supposed to rule LA. They got Chris Paul, one of the best point guards. Blake Griffin, one of these big new high flyers. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, defensive player of the year. You got all these other pieces in between. And Clippers couldn't even make the finals. Clippers couldn't make the Western Conference finals. Like, The Clippers had the part. Like, imagine if the Lakers had them part. You don't think we had to pull out at least one championship? No. The, the fact that they blocked Chris Paul from coming to the Lakers, they know. But you put Chris Paul in the Lakers jersey underneath Kobe, Magic, and all these other fellas, Dwight Howard and all the niggas there. You you know that's the next. I, that's the next. That's the league for the next three, four years. I think the Clippers have a bar stigma around them. Like you had all them, you had three all stars, you had all these good role players, you had Doc Rivers as your coach, you had all these things in line, and you still couldn't bring a championship to LA, and you feel like you can get free agents. I all see in the media days be like, oh, LA or or, or Clippers don't the suck. Lakers or the Clippers and or Kawhi might think about going there. Jimmy Butler like that. I'd be like, why? Like Man, Chris Paul sorry. left there, Blake Griffin left there, DeAndre Jordan left twice. Like really? I think I think the Clippers, um, the Clippers. I don't know, but it's just. I think they say the Clippers curse. I think they just curse, but I just think they just and they don't have it in that city. But like I say, but I think KD just needed to come to New York, bro. I mean, I think New York he would be could, a perfect he, place. He, he could go to New York for KD to to come. That ain't much different than playing in LA if you look at it. The it only difference is you know LeBron, but. The expectations could be even greater. Let me tell you something about New York, right? Because at least the Lakers win in the past twenty, thirty years. Yeah. You go to New York. No, listen. To the expectations could be so high on KD. The expectations be great, right? But one thing I, one thing about in New York, they has let good players slide for a long time. Melo, rip boy, New York your, right off. Watch your move, boy. Melo rip New York right off. Melo keep me New York but, above water for the past six Mello years. Melo rip boy. New York right off, but Melo, they. The um, New York um, fans generally stuck by Melo for the better part of six years. I think his last year there, that's when they really turned on him. But for the better part, even though he wasn't getting far in the playoffs or wasn't even making the playoffs some years, they stuck by him. So KD would feel that same loyalty if he come because we so deprived of a, sh a championship that any good player we get, we'll hold on to them like that's the best thing ever. So I think Katie would feel a love in New York. I mean, if he have business ideas or whatever, he could make some money or whatever in New York. But I think that's a good place he should come, and I think he will look at the Knicks in free agency. We'll just see what happens. But if you want to copy LeBron, but if you want to copy LeBron, come to New York, bro. <laughs> I know you like to copy mine. Come to New York, dog. See what I'm saying? I'll go Washington. Don't do that to yourself, bro. Come on. Don't do that. All right, so let's move on to NFL for a little bit. Um, so, uh, the Redskins um, was in the news the other day um, because they talked about how they discussed signing Kaepernick. Oh, that's a negative. Right? And instead, they went with um, Josh Johnson, who they working out. Trash. And Josh Johnson ain't been in the league since 2013, by the way. And Mark Sanchez. So, do you think... That the Redskins should have at least given Kaepernick a workout, and before they said, you know what, we aren't going against signing him. Yep. Okay, let me put it like this: If it was training camp or preseason, they should have. I ain't bringing. Cut this crap, boy. No Kaepernick in. At basically four to five games left in the season, someone off the street. 
someone who hasn't been in camps. But Josh Johnson off the street. Josh Johnson has been in camps for the past two years. Now he hasn't made the team or made starts, but he has been on uh, on training camps with teams and stuff like that. So he's actually thrown a pass. Kaepernick hasn't even thrown a pass or played football for the past two years. Like I said, at the beginning of the season, I'd give him a chance, let him come in and show what he wants. But at the at this point in the game, Washington still is only one game behind uh, Dallas in the race. They really could still win a division. They could. What, like, it'd be baffling to bring in a quarterback at this state who hasn't played in two years. Now, it'd be a good risk, big reward type situation, but the risk is, to, at this point in the game, where you legit just one game out of, I think it'd be a... a uh, more risk than reward. Okay, I could see it both ways, right? The argument against them not bringing him in is what you just said, right? Um, and the fact that this is going to be a hell of a lot of controversy if you do bring him in. And you this close to a playoff spot, like you say, this close coming out of the postseason, like this could either swing both ways. This could either really, really work out for you or this could go bad and you will look back on it and be like, you know what? We shouldn't have taken that risk. So I could see why they didn't do it. On the other hand, he's probably the most talented of the people you could have bring in. And you yeah. have you had you have Alex Smith. He played with Alex Smith. He played back up to Alex Smith when he was in the 49ers. You can't tell me that you can't run a similar offense to tailor around Kaepernick's game, similar to what he had with um similar to what he had in San Francisco. I do believe he could acclimate better the offense, better than anybody they bring in, a Sanchez or a Josh Johnson, for whatever reason. Um, so I think that they should have brought him in. I can make a, too much of a big deal out of, out of it, but I think they should have brought him. But it's the next classic case of why I don't believe Kaepernick will ever play in the NFL again. It's just... No, if he, if he missed one more season, he done. If he don't get signed this offseason, he might as well... Uh, just retire because it, it, it's just too much. Um, but like I say, I don't feel I don't feel I I didn't feel that they were wrong in that situation. The fact that they even brought him up still means that okay, they it was in there. But like I say, right now so much is going on with the Redskins. It's not just the Kaepernick, you know. It's the whole publicity behind him. It's the whole media frenzy behind him. Like when you. Your team already, they have a, two off, two of their key offensive linemen down. You get two of your quarterbacks down. You like you don't re- want your team already on the downside of the hill. Like everybody in their mental stage saying, listen, we down, but we ain't out. Like you don't want to bring a distraction in your locker room now. No. Because you got to stay focused. You got to fill holes now. You got to fill offensive line holes. You got to fill uh, defensive holes. And now you got to fill quarterback holes. And then the person you bring in to be at the most important position on your team has distraction. Because even with Kaepernick, it could be distraction. Because you think they can ask him any questions about any football. Exactly. They ain't gonna care what, but they could get beat by 40 or they could win by 40. The first question could be, oh, how is it being back in the organization? How are they treating you? Oh, what does this mean to the to the Kaepernick brand? Oh, they're starting the next. Like, sweet girl. They pay me to come here and win games. We just get beat by yeah. 21 points and you ask me about my brand. <laughs> but Kaepernick, to his credit, right, he'll be focused. He'll, he'll come in and he'll do his job and he'll he'll try to win games. But it's just the media firestorm will ensue. That just could be too much. But like I say, it could swing both ways. Either you, it could really, if they really convinced that they might need this jolt, because play that would be a jolt, boy. It but, would. But then, but that's if he in football shape. And like yeah, football, this the NFL ain't no joke. And NFL, that's you can't take no two years off and then think you can come right back and friggin' uh, uh, run past fellas and blow past fellas and, and and throw touchdowns and carry on back. Especially no. with not a good team. No. He ain't like he coming back into a situation with the Chiefs or the Patriots or the the Rams or the the, the Saints. You coming into a team that already on the because play. At early in the season, the Redskins was running away with the division because yep. the Giants is trash. Philly ain't catch themselves yet. Well, they starting to catch themselves, but the Washington is running away until they start having injuries, until they start falling back. Now you got Dallas beating you and all type of stuff. Like, mm. like I said, they ain't on the up and up. So you don't mm. want to bring a, 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 a fella off the street 
into a toxic relationship like that. And, and then you got to ask the question, too, how bad do you think these dudes won't win? I mean, you think they won't win? Like, even though Kaepernick would be a big uh, upside play, like, you think they won't win bad enough to win with Kaepernick? No. Like, I don't think no team won't win, <laughs> won't win bad enough to win with Kaepernick. I don't think no team won't win bad enough to win with Kaepernick. So, that's the next thing, and that's why I don't believe he'll, he'll get signed because it's like, it, yeah, I might, I, he might give me give my team a good boost, but what fan base am I losing? Exactly. You know what 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 um additional money am I losing by just signing this dude? So I don't think he'll ever play in the NFL again. It's sad, but I don't think he'll ever play in the NFL again. And speaking of on, on that that part, um. Another situation that went down is the Kareem Hunt situation that uh, I wouldn't say he's getting blackballed, but um, he's been cut immediately from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Secondly, he's been removed from all modern games. He's not even in the free agent pool. He's been removed, like deleted completely from modern, completely from all the merchandise. They've pulled his jerseys off the shelf. Um, Mm -hmm. Kareem Hunt gone from... Rookie, well, he wasn't rookie of the year, but rookie star to top team to now out of the league. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not surprised too much by the Korean Hunt situation. At least the what they doing to him. Um, I hear, I keep, I hear, I keep on hearing people saying that he he'll be back in the NFL. He, I think he will. Hey, the mo- the NFL is known historically for giving a second chance. Yeah. Now third, fourth, and fifth he ain't looking good. No. But it's looked like that he will possibly get a second chance. Right. Now whatever you do with, I don't know. I doubt it could be at Kansas City. No. Definitely no. ain't gonna be at Kansas City. No. But he will no. possibly get a second chance. Hopefully with a good organization. He could go to a Steelers organization. Stay a Los Le'Veon. He could go. I don't think the Patriots could be interested, but he could go to another team in the AFC or NFC and revive his career. It, it, it just don't look good for him, though. It don't look good. And like you say, they, the NFL, no. Ratings and all that. But it, it's, it's, it shows you, like, by the lines you could and can't cross. Like, you, I mean, but you beating a woman, that might not destroy your career. No. But it's a certain line you can't cross. And... That's what it is. I and, do, and then it's the lion part that that really got him uh, kicked off the Chiefs automatically, because they asked him about the situation. This happened from last year, January. It's almost January again. So like, you had a whole ten months to explain yourself, validate yourself. I mean, there's no validation for it, but no. you could have done explain what going on, what the incidents was. You could have done apologize 10, 15, 20 times before this video even come out. And now when it does come out, it's been like, okay, we don't talk about that. We don't know what happened. Yep. X, Y, Z. He could have done even serve a suspension. He could have probably been back. He could have said, if he did already go and talk, they, they probably would have suspended him the first six games of the season. He would have probably already been back playing and doing what he got to do. But I guess he's a young guy. I think Kareem is about 23. He's a young guy. Like, in that situation, you'd be scared too. You wouldn't, your first instinct wouldn't be go, oh, let me go run to the, to the to authorities to tell them what I did wrong. No, you could be like, but y'all ain't got no evidence. That one over. Tell y'all fine what y'all got to find. It wasn't me. Yeah, he, 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 he could possibly catch a break with that. Um, what else? That, that, that situation could be, I don't know, because see, he could, he could even possibly face jail time. If you, if, if, I mean, I saw the video. The video would look bad. It, it it wasn't a all out uh Ray Rice situation. No, it wasn't a Ray Rice. But <laughs> where Ray Rice just went all friggin' Mike Tyson on the girl. But he did he shoved a guy into her. Into her. So I mean he could probably win that part of the case because technically I he could say he didn't touch her. But see, but, but then it's that ending piece where he just, you know, put a little kick on her. Yep. That's what even though it wasn't like a, a real kick, but that's 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 uh, aggregate, and, aggravated assault. And then there was a bunch of like minutes leading up to that, to where it was like he was being heavily restricted. So people only could speculate, like, "Boy, what if this nigga really get this guy for real? What he able to do though?" Exactly. So, but I mean, I was listening 
all week to the ESPN analysis. And it was one one guy in particular, because, you know, um, ESPN has, has more female analysts now. And they were just going off and saying what the female aspect of it. But there was one guy who was saying, but it shouldn't be tolerated at all. Like, let's not just se- separate it as female. Yeah, we do realize that um, male on female violence is wrong. But let's just, like, violence in, 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 like, even if it was a bar fight with him and other guys, like, come on, bro. You're an NFL superstar. Why are you in a bar fighting with some probably fan who talking bad with the Chiefs? Pay, I, pay, I pay my bill and I go home. I got probably, uh, in, in my future, I probably get hundreds of millions of dollars to make. And I can be fighting here with someone who got to go to work in the morning. That's, and sit at a desk or sit at some security booth or sit someplace stressing their cell phone and how they can pay their next bill. And I about to secure my future and my family, my grandchildren, great-grandchildren future, and I could be here fixing it out with you? No, bro, like, come on. Like. You, could, you could take the hood out. You could take the dudes out the hood, but you can't take the hood out these dudes. Boy. Wow. That's just what it is. I guess. Um, Before we uh really start to wrap up, the, let's talk about the MVP race in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We got about four weeks left. Um... I don't know, like, people people running this Mahomes thing, but like I say, it, it could be almost like what happened with, 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 with Carson Wentz and Tom Brady last year. Like, for you to be an NBC, the MVP, you got to play the whole 16 games out solid. And to me, Mahomes has been good, but he's had games where he was an average quarterback, and he showed his youth. Me, personally, my... Um, mm-hmm. MVP is coming from the Rams. And I actually have two people above Mahomes. I got Todd Gurley on the offensive end. Todd Gurley has been a beast when it comes to rushing and receiving um, yards, touchdowns, yards from scrimmage, both ends of the ball. Todd Gurley has been an offensive beast. And then I got Aaron Donald, who has just shown that he should be the highest paid defensive end in the league. Because Aaron, Aaron Donald is just amazing. Like, I like Khalil Mack. I, I I have all the respect in the world for Khalil Mack, but mm-hmm. by Aaron Donald, is the truth. I think, um, I think before his um, stinker last week, I think Drew, I thought Drew Brees had the MVP just about wrapped up. I think that, that game really um is gonna prevent him from winning from winning it now. And I think it's now I do think Todd Gurley has played an excellent season. I he definitely should be up there. And um he should, he should I mean it probably would be a, a a big debate between him. But I do think they'll give it to Mahomes. I think Mahomes he has had some games where he has showed his youth, right? But um for the large portion of the season even in game, even with that, that that game against the Rams, he had how much interceptions? He had like what five interceptions, I think. Well, I think four. Four or five interceptions, but he had like twice more touchdowns. It's like he, it's the offense he plays in, just allows him to get crazy stats. Exactly, and that's another thing. That's to me, that's something that should take away from your MVP. Yeah. Because it's most valuable player. And when you have Kelsey, who is right now, Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. Gronk mm-hmm. is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Gronk is not up to speed. Right now, Kelsey is the t- best tight end in the league. You have the fastest wide receiver in the league in Tyreek Hill. Then you got Sammy Watkins on the other end. And then on top, well, before this incident, you had Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. So for, you know, for me, this is my opinion, for for for. Mahomes to win the MVP, he got to finish these last four games strong, knowing that he doesn't have Kareem Hunt. Now, if he doesn't have Kareem Hunt and they could go four and on these last four games and they could be the number one seed and he could still put up three, four, five touchdowns a game, no problem. He could have it. But when that running game isn't there and now guys don't have to come into the box, guys don't have to drop down. They could spread out in their zone. They could man-to-man. They could double-team. They could do whatever they want out there because they know 
and you're nothing really coming out of that backfield. Let me see now if you could uh, you could pick up the game and you could make the same throws, you could make the same plays, you could still spread the ball around. Like I think what you should be doing. This I mean, without Kareem on, it could be a challenge, obviously, because he's a vital part of the offense. Um, but I think if they, they do, like you say, I think if they do finish these games out and he can play just about his average type of game, again, a very reckless type of play. I don't know if it works in the playoffs, but the stats he puts up in a regular season are good enough, especially with the record, for them for them to give him MVP. I don't think this was going to work in the playoffs. Oh, no. We have, we have already seen that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work in the playoffs, and I think they'll figure it out. That's a problem that they'll have to deal with in the offseason. That's like a problem. That's my problem with Drew Brees. Drew Brees, this isn't Drew Brees' first season having a, a spread killer offense like this. It's been a first season in a while. But I've seen years where Drew Brees has torn up the regular season, tore it right up, and go into the playoffs, they number one seed, they 13-3 and three or 12-4, and four, and they going in with all the momentum, and they go in there and get their head punched right off. Yeah. Drew Brees throw interceptions. He he, he um, start throwing incompletions. Uh, the ball isn't moving. They're getting a bunch of foreign outs. Like, I don't know what it is, but he's not that finishing quarterback. As he, much as people like to talk about Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning wasn't a finishing quarterback neither. Peyton Manning will have all the regular season accolades. He'd get, he'll get you 12, 13, 14 wins. When you go to the playoffs... Very big man. If it, I remember, they won in 06. Mm-hmm. and he couldn't win again until twenty what sixteen. Yep. So like, that's it. When you when you when you get to the playoffs and you play a disciplined team, a, a a disciplined, ball tested team, then it's a totally different story. The interceptions, now they mean more. You can't just recklessly turn over the ball like that. No, because these fellas, this has been. I can't say statistically because I don't know if it's true, but from what I've been watching, this is the most pick sixes I see in, in a while. Like, these guys taking the ball and running it back. Exactly. And it ain't just the cornerbacks. I watching defensive linemen like the Rams the other day. They taking your ball from the line of scrimmage. If you if that get bought up in there, these fellas grabbing your ball from the line of scrimmage and running that all the way back 40, 50 yards. And these fellas like 6'3", 250, 300 pounds. And they running your ball back. Yeah, so if you are a, um, if you are the Chiefs and you buck a a battle tested team like a like a Patriots, who already beat them, you buck a battle tested team like the Steelers, you looking at now two quarterbacks who you know if you give them extra possessions, oh yeah, you get beat. They can all they can execute offensively to perfection, and play you, off basket and play off football. And you and get your running back who everybody. Like that's your that was your, like he is a key part of your yeah 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 offense. Yeah, he's a key part. And whatever happens to him, like you say, I don't think he got matter the Rams. So I mean the Chiefs out. So I think that's that's dead. That went over. So they have to now navigate without him, and that could be tough. My sleeper team that I've been told I told y'all just like I told y'all last year the Eagles was gonna be the sleeper team and make it. I told y'all again this year, if it's one team that could beat the Patriots in this season, I don't care about no Steelers, they can't beat us. The Jaguars beating themselves. <laughs> the Colts ain't on our level. If it's one team that could beat the Patriots this year, it's the Houston Texans. I've told y'all this from preseason. When these guys got their defensive backer, healthy J.J. Watt, Javion Clowney, you got Tyron Matthew coming up at safety. You got the best, to me, the sec, the top three wide receiver in the league, other than Antonio Brown and, and Julio Jones. You got a top three wide receiver. Then you got a mobile young quarterback who has been proven. This is the guy who beat Alabama in the college national championship game, Deshaun Watson. Play big man. I think um, I could be scared if if we buck them in the playoffs. I scared for us, and I don't usually be scared against teams. I I I have sit down and I have mellowed my way between Steelers games, Ravens games, whoever we buck in the playoffs. I don't usually be fearful of them. But if you got a team like that, that could 
create pressure without sending extra. See, that's the problem. Teams like to blitz Tom Brady, but when you send an extra guy, Tom Brady picks that up and he uses James White to come on the backfield or Edelman. But now with that front four, you got Clowney and Watt who could create pressure without sending a blitz. But listen, Tom Brady in, in a heap of trouble if they play uh, well, Houston again. Clowney, he got Watt. You got Merciless. You got listen, Covington. That team in that team ain't playing. Defensively, they deep, right? Um, offensively, you know, Deshaun Watson, he, he, he jamming. I still need to see them play some better teams first. Play they nine and they 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 on the nine I game understand, but the, the schedule was not that strong though. Let's be real. But this any given Sunday, but the Cleveland Browns beating big teams. So you still got to be good enough to have a nine-game winning streak. Nine games, it's good. It's good. I just need to see them close out the season strong. And then I'll say, okay, I do believe, though, that if they could secure home court. Oh, no, you ain't getting no home field on the Patriots. I mean, I lie. They could. Because like they you could, said, they're they they in a lousy division. They could. They could get a home field. So if they secure home field against the Pats, that'll be interesting because... The Pats ain't really too good on the road in the playoffs. They ain't too good on the road at all this year. So that'd be that'd be, that'd that'd be interesting. That'd be I a very interesting game. That that to me that'd be the biggest game of the season because that right there. And then on top of that, what people don't remember is that the coach for Houston used to be our offensive coordinator before Josh McDaniels. So before Josh McDaniels came there, Brian um, Nassim, um Brian, he was our Offensive coordinator. So, mm-hmm. usually, if you look at this season, the teams that beat us had our old coaches. Detroit, usually a, a Detroit team, we read a roll all over. But because they had Patricia, they beat us. Like, it's just certain things you can you can get get past. Yeah, I I, I interested in seeing them how they perform. Speaking of McDonald's, how how you feel about? Um, the possibility that McDonald's might replace McCarthy inside Green Bay. You think? Um, if there's any place I would rather him go, it'd be Green Bay, because I've seen what he's done with Tom Brady, and what he he has the potential. I'm not saying this because I want to see McDonald's. I actually want to see Aaron Rodgers actually have the 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 tools to be great. Like, Aaron Rodgers already is a great quarterback, yep. but I tired of hearing, oh, he injured. Oh, I tired of hearing, oh, he doesn't have the weapons. I know one thing. If McDonald's go there, McDonald's could put the weapons around him. Yep. McDonald's ain't playing that crap with no, oh, we can do it what we have. No. McDonald's can bring in the offensive line they need. McDonald's can bring in the wide receivers they need. And see, that got attract people. Like, you ain't even have to go there and fish. You can have people beating on your door. Oh, I won't play for Green Bay now. We have a, we, they have a legit offensive coach to go with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You don't want to see that type of foolishness yeah, going. I, I, I think, but in theory, I think McDonald's would work. Right? There's a few things I worry about if he goes there. For one, I worry about how Rogers would accept this dude because he already living in Brady's shadow, and now it's like you. It's almost like they have to bring in a a, a Brady coach. To like uh, steer you in the right direction. I wonder if he would be open to that. But but you gotta realize he running out of options. He is running out of options. You got you got Aaron Rodgers who's what thirty three, getting thirty four, almost thirty five. You gotta realize as much as you might run on, but you ain't gonna pass on Brady anyhow. No, that's how I look at it. You ain't gonna pass him in stats because you can't stay on the field. You too injury prone. You ain't gonna pass him in stats. You ain't gonna pass him in the goat conversation because you have one championship. To his five. And you ain't going to win four in the next four seasons before you turn 38-39. You need McDonald's at this point in your career just to even get another championship. And McDonald's is not coming there as, oh, some prospect and hopefully he'll be good. We have seen that McDonald's brings championships. McDonald's brings offense McDaniels bring records. He ain't only just an offensive coordinator under Bill Belichick. When McDaniels there, that offense is rolling. Yep. So, like, and he figures things out. Like, you realize that a lot of seasons we start off slow. Tom Brady throwing interceptions. Tom Brady not being the Tom Brady of old. And then 
him and McDonald's will be on the sideline rowing. And them next five games, but you know after Brady done round McDonald's and McDonald's done crazy and <laughs> back, you know them next five games is fire. Because he can light that fire under Tom Brady. He can talk them bad. Even though you used to goat, big man, you wasn't the goat today. You come with your intro all the interceptions. I don't care what you do for the past 20 years. Today is what counts. So I feel like at this point in time, McDonald's and Rogers need each other. I do feel that way. And I feel as if I just want McDonald's to go in a situation. I want him to to come in with his identity. We know he's a great offensive exactly. coach. We know that. I just want him to come in with his own identity. Don't try to emulate Belichick. Um, you know, we don't know what happened. The situation was why he refused uh, uh, the, the Colts. Why, why, not refused, basically just left him at the altar. We don't know what the situation is with that. But um, obviously he felt more comfortable staying back in, in New England. I just want him to come in with his own identity, um, with his own offensive style. And I think once he does that, I think him and Rogers actually would be a beautiful parent. I, I do think um, Green Bay needs to pursue that. Um, yeah, they need to throw everything they could at him. They got to yeah. empty, the, empty the bank for him. It just have to be the right fit. But I do think they need to pursue that for sure. Because uh, they another option is, they, the reason why they got to hit that and hit that hard is because if Brady decides to retire, Belichick can decide to retire. And he already in craft line to step up as yeah. the Patriots. And honestly, I don't care if Aaron Rodgers down there. That team is in disarray. If I had an option to be a Patriots head coach to the Parkers head coach right now, and I already there, I would stay. So if, if he see Belichick retire and Brady then go, and he know he got the whole organization. Patriots organization to himself, which with one of the richest owners and one of the biggest brands in football. And it's a familiar you think organization. You any friggin' Green Bay to hear Aaron Rodgers talk about, oh, I run this my way. All right, bro. You are fun down there. Exactly. He's been, he been doing <laughs> you the do new, your, you do your thing. The New England way all this time. So for you to have the whole franchise to yourself, that's, a, that's an next point. Like, bro, like, why would I want to leave? So I do think definitely Green Bay needs to pursue that. And I just hope that this time... McDonald's is fully ready to make that commitment to say, you know what, but um, I come in. I heard rumors about Jim Harborough and the comeback up from college. Um, I, a man I, going down to college listen, and he ain't do nothing. Like, like, really? I wouldn't look at flicking that. I don't know. Now, if he could win this national championship, maybe. But playing Alabama, <laughs> but Alabama, now if they bring Nick Saban up, they could do that. That's, that's, that's a good look. I don't know if Nick Saban would want to come up, though. I wouldn't want either. I done running a whole log, and I, but you know, nobody beat me in college football. Nick Saban got Alabama, like, for? but he got Alabama, honestly, like, a pro team. Exactly, what but, I leave him for. Like, he have everything he need right there. Um, They winning or competing to try for championships down there every year. You know he getting paid the big bucks. I, I, I don't see why he leave. It's all like with Coach K in college basketball, you'd be like, why would Coach K even ever leave this? So that's how I feel about Nick Saban. Although I would eventually like to see him coach coach in the NFL. So um my last my last words is um shout out to Urban Meyer. Um I've been at Ohio State. This is like one of my as much even though people talk about oh I I have brown wagon teams or whatever, I've never brown wagon. All my teams I have been the same for my But I just saying but my time as a Ohio State Buckeye is coming to an end. I've been a Buckeye from since Urban Meyer go. I actually liked him from Florida. And then when he went to Ohio State, I've been a Ohio State Buckeye. But if Urban Meyer leave there, I can't I can't pull for them no more. So this look like this is the first team I I I I can have to ditch. I can't be a Ohio State if Urban Meyer ain't there. Like he legit turned that whole situation around yep. and brought like prestige back to Ohio State because they was toting some cut up like they were good back in the day in the 80s and 90s and then they was toting some cut up for a little while and the second he went there he turned that back into a championship uh, contender and they won a national championship they yep. actually won the first national championship mm-hmm. with the playoffs system that they have in now so he, he did his thing he brought a championship to them and shout out to him I know some health issues and stuff he's dealing with and some personal issues he probably want to sort out. See, your health is, is all you got, so. Yep. Yeah, I just hope, you know, his, 
he said he wouldn't coach again. I actually want him to move back up to the to to the NFL or come up to the NFL to where you know it's more easier because I feel like college is strenuous because you don't know what you can get. Like you getting a bunch of young wild teenagers and fellas, you gotta bring potential out of them. Whereas in the NFL, you got fellas who are already talented and who are ready to, to go. Like you know, on this level, yeah. you getting a certain level of. And talent. You don't have to police NFL dudes yeah. really that much. I mean, no pun intended with the Kareem Hunt situation, right? But college players, they coming in, they still looking for a mentor. They still looking, yeah, they still undisciplined. Two, two hands on with them. Yeah. NFL players, they as corn men at the end of the day, they getting paid. You come in, do your work at practice. At the end of the day, you go home. With college players, you have to check up on them, check up on their grades, check up on... Yeah, talk to parents. Talk to and parents all and all that. So, uh, I I get I, I know Urban Meyer loved doing it, and if it is his last, is his last go at it. You know, he was a legend, obviously at Ohio State. So yeah, shout out to Urban Meyer. It's a legend. All right, so we can see you guys next week. Hopefully, we have more news um, coming out of the NFL with this whole um, number one seed. MVP race and everybody looking at the Patriots. I don't know why this bother us so much. Like you can't up for the playoffs now. So I, don't, I don't know. That should be hot. Playoff seating coming into place. Everybody gunning for that number one spot. Connor, James Conner is out for the Steelers. I don't know what they could do, but yeah, we can see what they do this Sunday or this. Yeah, we can see what they do because that could be rough. That done was your backup, so now you got to go to your backup backup. Shoots. But we see how it go. So we out. Kick it in the city when we in around town. Next door neighbors telling us that it's too loud now. Neighbor, can you please just turn that mess down? This is the sound of throwing.